The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked triumph? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who fall away. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmony sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will triumph in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And with that, good morning, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people. All the boat rockers are in the house and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio. We use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. And for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here this morning. And uh, we got a special guest online, so I'm wanting to get the formalities out of the way so that we can get to him in just a moment. But if you would like to check us out online, please do so. Uh, go to SonsOfLibertyRadio.com or to sonsoflibertymedia.com. I'm refreshing my page here. And um, when you go to sonsoflibertymedia.com, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio, you can scroll down, and we are streaming live on one of the video platforms, the multiple video platforms that we're streaming to. Uh, Second video down on the right. That's right. You can see the faces made for radio. Just enlarge that, and then you can click on the icon. You can join us in the chat. There are a lot of friends in there this morning. Good morning, you guys. Good to see you. And uh, they're rocking the boat before I get on. (laughs) And uh, so we're happy to see our friends in the uh, chat there as well. 
And right above that is Bradley's show from yesterday. Bradley's on the road. Uh, as you know, he was coming live from Las Vegas. They had left from Colorado the day before. They are headed into Escondido, California. Tomorrow night, I believe, is when they're going to be uh, speaking at an event. And uh, you don't want to miss that. So be paying attention to him today, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. You can catch that at sonsoflibertymedia.com where this uh, video will be live. And then right above that is where you can subscribe to our email newsletter. Now, as you know, we don't spam you. We don't sell your email to anybody. We don't rent it out. You get one email from us a day. That's it. You get it, uh, the articles that I and Bradley produce along with our contributors at sonsoflibertymedia.com. And then finally, if you agree with our message and you would like to support us and you're able to do so, please do so. There's a donate button there at the top of sonsoflibertymedia.com. Of course, prayer is always an issue. We are in a spiritual warfare. There's no question about that. And uh, you guys have <laughs> you have seen some of the warfare that I had had to deal with over the past couple of weeks with software updates and now we've got uh, a new thing coming in uh, hopefully today or tomorrow to where when I do Bradley's show I can utilize the video and stuff the way that I do in the morning show uh, because it's on a different radio station so uh, we've got some equipment to do that uh, coming in so hopefully that will help Bradley out a lot while he's on the road because all that driving you can hear it in his voice like yesterday. It, it just wears you out. It really does. If you would like to partner with us monthly, you can do that. That's a son or daughter of liberty. That link is at the top of sonslibertymedia.com. And then also our store is available. So you can go in there, and as I've showed you, our newest product is the Rebellion to Tyrants is Obedience to God t-shirts. You guys requested this. You were saying, hey, where can I get that shirt that Bradley has on? Of course, it just had the seal, I think. I don't think it had the other. And the seal here was proposed by Benjamin Franklin. It's Moses and the children of Israel on dry land, Pharaoh's army drowning in the sea, the pillar of fire, the pillar of cloud there. This was Benjamin Franklin's proposal proposal for the national seal of the United States. Now, it wasn't taken in, but Thomas Jefferson did eventually use it as his own personal seal. And then on the back of it, it says, When the Lord sent Moses to face Pharaoh, saying, Let my people go, it was not a request, it was a command. And Exodus 9-1 is there on the sleeve. It's a really sharp shirt, 20 bucks in the store, 25 if you're getting anything over an XL. Uh, but you guys requested it, so it's there. Also, there is a special this week, and I forgot the promo code. So if you if you go to sonslibertyradio.com and you sign up for that email list, and that is not the same as the one for the media. They're two different lists, but you'll get a... Uh, an email usually on Saturdays occasionally it falls on Sundays but on Saturdays and uh, to spit against heaven DVD that one is available with a promo code I have forgotten the promo code so here's what I'm going to do since I'm making mention of it today I will put that the link to this if you want the to spit to heaven DVD and the promo code in today's archive because I forgot what it is i I want to say it's repent. That's what I want to say. But in any case, I'll get that to you, and I think you're going to save like 20%. I think that's what we've got off of that um, this week, and that's through Saturday night at midnight. So just so you guys have an idea of what's going on there, that's what it is. Now, before I bring on my guest, this week, uh, and he was kind enough to help me understand some differences there uh, due to our interview that Kate had with this gentleman, and... I titled the article where we put the video for that, The Next Holodomor. And 
this is where he came in and he was telling what was going on in India, what he had seen in Africa and Asia and some other places that he's traveled. And he believes that what they're doing is they're purposely destroying the food. It's not for lack of drivers. It's not for lack of food. They're purposely destroying the food. And his family has first-hand information of that. And he warns the people, if they lock you down, again, their means are to destroy you. They're to starve you to death. And this is what we saw in the former Soviet Union. or Yeah. Or under... Uh, uh, What's the guy's name? I, I'm having a moment here. Any case, we're going to get to that in just a moment. I want to welcome to the show Gucharin Singh. He's a human rights activist for the last 15 years. He's been all over South Asia, Africa, and Europe, and he says he is still learning even today. And it's my privilege uh, to welcome to the Sons of Liberty Gucharin. Good morning, man. Morning. Yeah, How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing great. We had a little trouble uh, with the sound at first, but I think we're I think we're good on that. My my earbuds, I'm going to probably have to have new ones because boy, they're just in and out, and that's on that's on me. But uh, we got together here. Uh, he made time for us today, and I'm I'm so glad that you did, Stalin. Thank you very much. <laughs> that was for the Holodomor. Um, and one of the things that that word means is it means to kill by starvation. It was referred to as the Great Famine. Um, the famine in the Soviet Union from 1932 to 1933 that killed millions of Ukrainians. And so, you know, I kind of perceive that what you were talking about, uh, Gucharin, is this same thing. Would you take a moment and just kind of tell us some of your background, uh, your family history, and some of these, because this is very relevant to what we're going to be discussing today. Uh uh, first of all, my name is Gurcharan Singh and I'm a human rights activist. I've been in uh, human rights uh, since I left school. So I've been all over the world from Europe to Asia and uh, to Africa. And uh, it gave me a chance to learn how the, uh, the globalist model and how persecution of uh, humanity is done. Uh, and uh, have first-hand exp uh, experience of learning how the system actually works. When you see these, uh, 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 when you see these uh, great tragedies, and you see these um, uh, UN organization running towards those tragedies, uh, and uh, what I got to learn from when you uh, go to these tragedies or catastrophes or famines or floods uh, or whatever. And what you're seeing is uh, you see these uh, globalist uh, organizations literally running to it. Uh, and uh, at first, uh, when you start, when I started as a, well, I was literally a teenager when I went to first time in South Asia to see the floods in uh, Bangladesh and uh, uh, the subsequent uh, relief camps. And uh, my first experience of uh, what I witnessed at those camps uh, was to uh, first experience was um, that uh, what I saw was the admission to those camps was uh, via vaccines and through polio drops. And uh, these people, you know, they had uh, a flood in their country. They were struggling to feed themselves. They were in need of shelter. And instead of uh, providing them help, uh, what we had is these globalist organization under the United Nations 
were uh, mandatory uh, polio vaccine uh, and uh, vaccination shots, and which they weren't even sure of what they were, the doctors who were giving them to those uh, uh, poor people. And the admission was uh, through these vaccines. And that was my first uh, time which I saw it and beginning to question what exactly these people are doing. It was part of my, uh, as a student, it was part of my first uh, learning experience of these camps. And uh, throughout uh, my years, I have kept on uh, learning and uh, seeing. And when I researched more and more and more into uh, all of these events, uh, what I can tell you, all of my brothers and sisters, that uh, all of these events, uh, all of these famines, uh, which we have seen throughout, um, uh, especially in the modern era, uh, they were man-made. There should be no doubt that uh, any of these famines, which we see in Africa or in Asia, they were designed, they were programmed. And they were, in correct sense, if we wanted to uh, categorize them, they were genocide. They were genocide of these uh, poor people committed by the globalists. We cannot keep on calling them uh, famines. Uh, we can't keep on calling. These were crimes against humanity committed by uh, devil worshippers. There is no other way of seeing these people. They have, these are the people who have completely rejected God and their pursuit of, uh, well, literally evil and their worship of the devil uh, is the only uh, pursuit they have. And when you see these camps and, uh, well, an, an example would be when you have these uh, camps set up, any of these camps, wherever you want to go in the world, you'll see the same setup. Half, half of the expenses which these camps, 50, mere 50% is the pharmaceutical industry. And that would be uh, vaccination on uh, admittance. So if you want to camp or uh, if you want your tent, well, first you need the vaccine and the polio drops or some experimental short of one kind or the other. And, and then you get the literally admission into uh, the camps. And it, it, the reason uh, when I did more research and had more experience with these uh, camps throughout my life, what I've learned is uh, the entire thing was a scam to, uh, because the main reason they were giving uh, these experimental shots and polio vaccine was to test. Uh, uh, it was an experimental stage because they wanted to, because these people were at the brink of uh, malnutrition and they wanted to test that what effect it has on uh, those kind of people. So this is the degree of uh, uh, evil these people were capable of. And not only that, and uh, when I got further into my research, what I learned that uh, the famine itself uh, was started by the globalists because when you speak to the farmers and you do research into, well, how did this entire situation started, for example, would be Africa or the recent more example would be Congo. And uh, we have millions of people right now starving in Congo. And it's coming to all of you uh, all over the world. There could be no hiding away from these globalists because what they've done in Congo, uh, there was a harvest. Uh, there was a good harvest, good enough harvest to feed all the people of Congo and even more. But what the globalists done, they bought all the harvests and destroyed it in transit and didn't let it reach the people. And now we have a situation uh, where there's... Uh, mass camps in Congo 
uh, you know, relying on uh, global food aid and the same uh, setup which they had everywhere else is set up there. So to enter those camps, again, vaccination, mm-hmm. uh, polio drops, the whole shebang. And these uh, poor people, first, they took their food. Uh, first, they uh, snatched their land and took their food. And then they forced these vaccination on them. And, and then they pretend they're doing them a service. This what we have to see. These people, these globalists, are committing genocide of our brothers and sisters in Africa. And we have to learn from them. And we have to become the voice of the voiceless. It is Amen. our duty, uh, not only to them, but our duty to God that uh, we must become a voice of our brothers uh, in these parts of the world. Amen. No, and I, I totally agree. Now, you've been all over the world. Now, I, I can tell you as a, a good old Southern boy of South Carolina, uh, that's that's my country. I'm a citizen of South Carolina. Uh, the United States has tried to push me. That's why I say uh, this U.S. occupied state of South Carolina. They tried to take the Fourth Amendment and make everybody this quote unquote U.S. citizen uh, when we're mm-hmm. supposed to be citizens of our sovereign country. And so they're trying to bring us into a global um you know, regime under a global regime and everything. You made mention of the fact that these people in Bangladesh, and boy, you've got a lot to unpack here. So you've got a lot to tell us. Uh, we we may run over. So I'm I'm going to ask you now, right off the top of the show, if it's okay if we run over uh, the hour that we have, if that's okay with you. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Okay, all right. So there's a lot to unpack here because you've got a lot of stuff to say. Now, when you're talking about uh, Bangladesh, here are people who are in the midst of a flood. They need food and they need shelter, and that's that's basically what they need yep. for themselves. So yep. the the powers that be, the U, the United Nation, United Nations, which I think needs to be completely abolished and defunded from yep. every country that's supporting it, including ours. In fact, I've told people if you've got a politician who thinks uh, that the United Nations is is in any way needful for the world, then you don't need to vote for that politician. But when you said these guys, just to, to get food and shelter, they've got to submit themselves to some form of an injection, uh, polio and, and such. And, you know, what we discovered was that, you know, Bill Gates accused people who were anti-vaxxers of killing children. And yet, when we go to the record and we see what the Gates Foundation did in Africa, we see them killing more girls from the vaccines that they provided than the the alleged disease that was a you know that the girls were dying from they were killing more mm-hmm. girls than that and i've got a whole i've got a whole article on that i've got a whole article with videos uh from from billy from his wife uh making these statements it's all about the money for them that's what they're getting mm-hmm. and the control that that brings and so th- this all ties in together and i want people to understand something um about what you're fixing to say. And I want them to understand from the biblical standpoint, when God judges nations, and we've talked about Deuteronomy 26, uh, 28, Leviticus 26 specifically, and I've referenced the judgments of God upon his own people when they were rebellious and they were disobedient to his commands, just as he said in those passages. We look at stuff like Matthew 24, Luke 21, Mark 13, and we look at the book of Revelation. And the way God brings about judgment is first there's peace that comes in. Then there's war. And we've been seeing that a lot for, I mean, a lot, a lot 
for the past at least 20 years over in the Middle East by the United States. And this is happening down in Africa. It's happening in other areas of the world as well. But we see the war come, and then the famines, which you're talking about in here, you see them as basically orchestrated famines. They're they're man-made famines. And with that comes death. And I think that's the way we see those things. And first of all, it's I think it's a picture for people to say, hey, there needs to be repentance, a call to the gospel of Jesus Christ, but also there needs to be a rebellion to tyrants, because I think that's what you're pointing out, is these people are tyrants, they want to rule over man, and they don't care how many millions of people they have to kill in the process. It almost sounds like some of this stuff is modern-day Nazism when you're talking about they're wanting to test uh, these vaccines on certain people who are malnutritioned and things like that. Have I got anything wrong in that? No, I think I think uh, you got it exactly right, and uh, I think uh, uh, people need to even see the videos uh, when you get these uh, videos of uh, United Nations asking for funding on all these channels. Look at the videos. Look at the videos very carefully. First thing you will see in any of these videos is uh, either kids receiving uh, medication or some kind of uh, a vaccine shot or a polio drop. Uh, you need to think. Uh, to yourself, look, these people are uh, suffering from malnutrition. These people are suffering from the weather. They need shelter and food. They don't need some experimental short. And uh, what I can guarantee you uh, is that the majority of this uh, stuff uh, which uh, they are giving to them, okay, polio drops we know about, rest of the shots, these are all, nobody knows what these shots are. These are all experimental shots. This is human experimentation on the worst and the most uh, vulnerable people in the most vulnerable time of their life. So if we need to, I think the only way to describe these people is they are uh, devil worshippers and they're, uh, well, you need to know they they have a single agenda and that's the extermination of the human race and uh, there is no other no other way of looking at it. I think any other justification uh, which you think or you can give it to, I don't think will work. The only logical explanation out of this is their complete hatred uh, for humanity. Well, I agree. And let me let me show some people some things. Now, Gutrin sent me this video. That it, it runs about a, a minute 59. And this is just for people to see. Okay, I can't understand what the guy's saying, so I'm just going to mute that. But this is uh, the Indian regime seizes a Sikh farm, uh, farmland and destroys the crops. So can you kind of walk us through what's going on here, Gutrin? So basically, what the uh, Indian government has done, they have bought all of this. This is what we are seeing is wheat and rice. So this is, you know, these stories you keep on hearing, a shortage of uh, food in India. Look at the tons and thousands of tons of wheat and rice. So what the Indian government has done is bought it and put it in the open field and let it rot. Let it rot. People need to understand this is uh, a crop grown by farmers and the government have let it rot. The globalists... Uh, platforms, especially Bill Gates and Melinda Foundation and all these left-wing uh, crackpots and their organizations have bought all of this uh, crop. And what they are doing, can you see it's raining? If yep. you get uh, wheat and rice in the rain, that is that is going to be destroyed, yep. all this. And then, you see, it is an idealistic conflict. We must understand these devil worshippers, they hate 
humanity. And what they are being trying to sell this point of view, this idea, look, this, if you see that there is a video, this video runs for actually half an hour and there is a massive field. And uh, this is one of those uh, markets where we have this crop being openly put in the uh, open and destroyed and uh, and this is a this is exact same pattern they have used all over the world and this is enough food crop you hear about uh, the food insecurity in india and people starving in india if this food crop is made available there would be no hunger in india the only reason god has made enough harvest for all of his children let there be no doubt about it it is the devil worshipper and the fallen who are deliberately starving the children of God. There is no uh, doubt in our mind. There should be no doubt in any of our mind that what is exactly happening here. But secondly, it's an idealistic conflict. They are selling this idea that humanity is parasitical. Humanity is parasitical and we are eating away at the resources of this planet. And there is not enough resources on this planet. We have to reject these ideas because this is an idealistic fight. God has made enough harvest for all of his children. And these people are selling these ideas. These videos you see from Africa and Asia, they were designed for you. They were designed as a propaganda and a sense of brainwash to make you submit to this idea that somehow this world is overpopulated. This world is not overpopulated. Amen. That, is a, it, that is a myth, complete myth and complete propaganda. Look at the situation in Europe and the West. The birth rate is going down. In Europe, the birth rate per family is under two, nearly one, even with a million plus Immigrants coming to Europe, the population of Europe is still going down. You need to wake up to the reality of what these people are standing for. We, as a human race, are fa facing a challenge where fertility is going through the flow. If we let these people run, their agenda remains uh, the extermination of the human race. Yeah, you know, Gutrin, one of the things that you, you said, we just went through two minutes of video. Now, I don't know who captured that. Do you know who captured that video? Yeah, yeah, this, these uh, these are our activists in uh, Punjab. Okay. Um, yeah. I, you know, I'm surprised that the people haven't found out what's going on there and went and, and, went and snuck in there and took the food for themselves instead of letting no, what, it rot and waste out there. What, what, we, what the farmers are doing now is they set up their own independent food uh, supply chain. So instead of giving it to the markets, they are supplying it to the, the, uh, the people. So even if they have to give it to the people for free, uh, it's, uh, it's okay with them because to them, the economic struggle is dead. Now the struggle is for survival. And that's why the Indian fascist regime is hell-bent in destroying that food chain and making sure the people of India starve to death. This so-called uh, COVID wave in India, the current one, it's a complete fabrication. The reality situation in India is people are starving at mass. And to the starving people, the firstly, the globalists have destroyed the food crop. You've seen the evidence. There's enough. I can send you hundreds of videos where they're burning the... Uh, the food crops, they're burning the fields themselves, they burn, uh, they're de uh, decaying all the crop in the rain, and then they're complaining about shortages. 
And instead of providing uh, food to those people uh, who are, you know, lack of food, they're giving them forced vaccination. And I can send there's enough uh, videos coming out through our activists um, from Punjab and all over which uh, India, where the situation is similar. The poorest parts of India are struggling to feed themselves. Instead of providing them food, the government is providing them vaccines. This is the reality global reality of these fascists all over the world, whenever the uh, people are suffering, instead of uh, stopping their suffering, we, said, we see uh, a pharmaceutical industry forcing the experimentation on human beings. Absolutely incredible. Absolutely. Now, you have family, I think in, from your interview, if I, if I remember correctly, you have family yeah. that comes from Spain and Italy, and yeah. your family has been involved in farming, and can you tell people exactly, because you said, look, we've seen it for ourselves from our own family. We sell uh, vegetables and they, yeah. this, this, it ends up like this. Can you, can you elaborate a little bit more on that of, of what you've seen and what you've heard from your own uh, family and personal yeah. experience? I sent you a video as well of a British farmer uh, as well. So you can play that as well. So basically the situation is uh, they, what they used in Africa and uh, what they used in Asia. They bring in the same pattern. So there's two methods to starvation. Firstly, they'll try to get to the farmers. And if they fail to get to the farmers, they'll get to uh, the distribution. And in terms of Europe, what they have done, uh, you can contact any of the farming organization in Europe. They'll tell you the same thing, which uh, I'm telling or what I'm hearing from my family in Italy and Spain, that there's no issue uh, with the harvest this year uh, in regards of Europe. There is an issue of harvest in uh, Asia and Africa because it was destroyed to that degree. But what they are doing now is this, the same plan they've done, in, especially in Congo, and that is to destroy the food in transit. So they won't let the distribution of uh, food happen. And this is where it's a vaccination and lockdown. They work together. They work together as a tool of uh, extermination of humanity. And lockdown is actually even more dangerous uh, uh, than uh, vaccination because vaccination you can refuse and you can fight against, but starvation, the problem with that is because the way the global uh, food chain is set up, because we are so remote from uh, our food supply that uh, we rely on these distribution chains. And it's so easy for the globalists to step in and uh, disrupt those uh, food chains. And they only have to disrupt them for um, uh, what, three, four weeks, and we could have complete chaos. And these are the signs which we are seeing in Europe now. The British media, the mainstream British media, is been talking, uh, hyping up of food shortages for last week or so. And uh, and we said to everybody, especially on the mass rally we had in London on the uh, 26th, where about uh, over uh, nearly, nearly 2 million people turned out to London. And we made it clear to everybody, look, this whole thing is a fraud. There is no food shortages in Europe. This has been all orchestrated. And the way they're doing it is uh, basically buying the crop from the farmers, and rotting in transist. And I think I have sent you in a video if you can uh, share it. Of yeah. The farmer. Yeah. Let me, yeah. let me, let me, let me bring in here. And I want to, I want to remind people, you know, I just did a, I did an article um, on June the 7th and it was actually a, a video report from a local news affiliate in Los Angeles. Okay. We're talking about downtown Los Angeles. And I've been there. It was 1987 when I was, when I was there. 
But, you know, those people, they live right on top of each other, practically. When you get in the city, that's kind of how it is. And there was a family that they had one-tenth of an acre, and the father, he had two daughters and a son. They were growing 6,000 pounds of food, Gutrin, a year. And they were able to feed themselves. They were getting off-grid right there in downtown L.A. They were growing all this food. They were enough to feed them. And then on top of that, they were able to sell whatever was was left over for like 20 grand. And this was in 2012, 20 grand a year to local uh, chefs and things of that nature looking for organic products and stuff. So I know people can do it. I think the problem is, is that, you know, when, when I look to the Bible, when we look in the Old Testament... We see stuff like that. There was an agrarian culture there, so they knew how to farm. They knew how to, you know, garden, and they knew how to raise animals and and things of this nature. And by large, you know, the the modern world has forgotten that. You know, I remember years ago watching, and I'm going to play this video in a second that you sent me. I think this is from a farmer, but. I remember years ago watching an interview, and I think it was going on in in New York State, and the interviewer was going around to different people, and he was asking them, he says, "Um, so where does the the food come from? And they were asking these people, and time after time the people go, well, we get it at the store. And he goes, but where does it come from from the store? And these people had this bewildered look on their face, like this came out of Dr. Seuss's, you know, Sneetch's thing that the food was just pumped out by some kind of machine or something. They didn't have any idea where potatoes came from. They didn't have any idea where their carrots were coming from, their meat or anything else. And they just had this bewildered look. And I thought, boy, isn't that a really sad thing? Because I grew up where my father, you know, he, even though he didn't have particular land that was his at the time, cause he was living, he was a pastor and he was living, um, in, a one of the houses that the church provided. So he didn't really have any land of his own and he would have to have friends, let him have land to, to, to garden. And I remember as a kid, you know, I've told people he would plow, he would plow the, uh, the field and I was coming behind him. We'd cut off the, you know, the eyes for the potatoes and stuff. And I remember dropping those in the ground. I remember later on, months later coming back and he would plow it up again and we'd pick up all the potatoes and stuff and, and other things that he grew. Most people haven't even learned to do any of that. And I fear for those people because, boy, if we get something like what you're talking about here, those people are really going to be up the creek without a paddle. Here is the video I think that you were mentioning before, and uh, this runs just a couple of minutes, so uh, just hang on with me, and I'm going to play this video So one of the things we're going to be talking about this week is the apparent fresh food shortage that's going to hit Europe and the UK um, over the next few weeks and months. Um, this has been completely orchestrated and it's absolutely terrible that this is likely to be happening right now. There is plenty of fresh food being grown at the moment all over Europe. We have no shortages. Farmers have no shortages, despite the weather changes that we've been having recently. Um, there is an awful lot of fresh produce in the fields at the moment, as you can see behind me. This is purposely going to be bought in bulk and destroyed to create an apparent food shortage. Folks, start listening, wake up. There is no food shortage. Okay, all right, so we've got this farmer, he's got this lush green, and by the way, we've I spoke about this, I think, yesterday. 
We've got these globalists who are saying, oh, we got to reduce the carbon footprint. Bill Gates says he wants to get it down to zero, which means he's going to have to slit his own throat to do that because when we expel you know, what we breathe out, mm-hmm. we're, we're pushing out carbon dioxide. The, the trees and the plants all give us this. Look how green that was. Let me go back here. Look how green everything is. It's green there, guys, because we're breathing and because there is carbon emissions. I mean, this is part of how... The the this the system works in the world. This is how God's created it to work, and so it's not meant to be taken away from. Uh, Guchin, what do you say about this? I mean, the Bible says out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, the the matter is confirmed. And it sounds to me like you're confirming. It sounds to me like this farmer is confirming exactly what they're doing. He's not in India. He's not in Asia. He's not in Africa. He's there in the UK, and he's confirming exactly what you're saying. Yeah, I think. Uh, uh, the biggest problem we have is uh, that people have become so reliant on the system and uh, the the system have made them uh, so lazy that uh, to them, uh, these super stores and uh, these supermarkets are everything. And the biggest problem we are going to have is if uh, the main information centers, which are providing them information, and these stores uh, are pushing that same narrative, the situation can break down very, very quick. Um, Because when you become so remote from your food supply, the issue which um, we saw, I think an example of that would be, I think uh, with the current situation in, I think the only example which I can think of historically, uh, which is very similar is Rwanda, where we had, a massacre of Christians uh, uh, systematically. Again, uh, as I researched into it uh, more, uh, one of the things which came up was, okay, there was a shortage of food. Secondly, which I think a lot of people missed, uh, there was also a uh, experimental jab tested on the, the people there as well. And what happens is when the chaos started, uh, in that region. Uh, so there was a combination of people who were given, uh, well, nobody till today has uh, can confirm what exactly they were given. And secondly, the food shortages. And if that situation, what we saw a genocide of Christians in uh, Rwanda, we could uh, be looking at a similar sort of situation here because people who are... Uh, been given these uh, uh, experimental shots. Um, they might be experimental to us, but I think these globalists have tested them, tried them enough times all over the world. And uh, I will give you a very disturbing example of which I've been uh, researching on uh, lately in terms of a uh, couple of places uh, which uh, once the more data becomes available, we'll share it with people. But this is the story of, um, well, two uh, soldiers. Uh, there is a dispute going on between uh, uh, Punjab and India, uh, where in, uh, Punjab wants to exit uh, the Indian Union. And similar sort of dispute is going on between Kashmir and India as well. Now, this story is of two Kashmiri soldiers. Uh, These are people who were born in Kashmir, uh, were raised in Kashmir, and they joined the Indian Army. And they were given, um, when they joined uh, the military, you're given a training. But these two guys, they were given an experimental shot of some kind. 
the reason I'm bringing this up is uh, when the Indian Army uh, sent them, they were sent to Kashmir, especially to their village. And, uh, well, long story short, they committed a massacre of their own village. And after uh, one of them committed suicide and the other one ended up in... Uh, in a, a mental institute. And after he was uh, interviewed, one of the things uh, which came out or which is coming out currently is that he is saying more or less that he did not know what he was doing. Now, what we have to understand from this is he was given something uh, by the Indian government, uh, which uh, completely uh, turned him into a zombie. Uh, so, we have to be very careful of what people have been given, especially now. And if there is a situation where um, you have uh, a breakdown of society and uh, shortages of everything, we uh, well, we could look into a very dangerous situation for all of us, all of us and all of our families. So we must prepare. I just want to make sure that people understand these globalists have already tested these vaccines. Don't get me wrong. They know exactly what they're doing and what Amen. is coming. Yeah, yeah go ahead. Being, say it. Say it, Gutra, and say it. they know exactly what they're doing. Yeah, they know exactly what they're doing, and we need to prepare. And uh, our preparation must be done because uh, we have seen this at quite a few places where when uh, some of these uh, soldiers – because humanity is not inherently evil. We have to understand it. These globalists and uh, these devil worshippers have been inflicting humanity and inciting humanity towards the devil systematically. And uh, humanity, there is goodness in humanity everywhere. They want to kill that off and they're not being able to do it. And these vaccines and these um, uh, pharmaceutical industry is hell-bent on destroying the human soul and the human condition, we have to understand it. And this current COVID vaccine pro program is a part of that. Yeah, let, let, let me offer something that is just a little bit of correction to what you're saying. I, I agree with you in the main of what you're getting. But, you know, even the Bible talks about the fact that the heart of man is desperately wicked. And he's talking about man in general. Um, who can know it? Uh, man can't even know his own heart. And I think if we were given, Gutrin, if, if the scenario played out in the UK and America uh, for four or five weeks where they're shutting down food and stuff, we would re very quickly realize that man is not basically good. He is basically wicked. And I think a lot of the the modern day civilization and stuff like that has kind of curbed a lot of that because people have the conveniences that, you know, their, their bellies are full and this, that, and the other. And I've often said, you know, the people in the UK are coming out, like you said, I, we covered this last Saturday and this is where Kate got the interview with you. Two million people going out in the street, marching, many of them with a party attitude, you know, they're, they're there for the music, they're there for the people and all, and, and they don't want to be locked down. They want their, their liberties to do what they, what they need to do and what they want to do. Uh, <clears throat> but you start pulling that away from people, and you, they start being starved, <clears throat> and their bellies get hungry. I said, that's when the people are going to start to act, act although it might be too late to do it then, but you'll really see the worst in humanity come out of even what you think are the best of people. And, you know, I think this is why there exists the gospel is to call people to repentance, to be reconciled to God 
through our Lord Jesus Christ. But but in the in the same breath, I say I see exactly what you're saying. There are tyrants who want to control people. They want to kill people, and they don't care how many people are killed and destroyed in the process. They just they want money and they want power. And the Bible talks about the love of money is the root of all evil. Uh, it talks mm-hmm. about people who are unable to handle the power that uh, they might be given because they haven't demonstrated that they can even control their own houses. I'll give Bill Bill Gates as an example. Here's a guy, he's had three kids with a wife, and now they're they're divorcing. Well, if a guy can't control his own house, the Bible tells us that he shouldn't be uh, leading the people of God, nor should he be having a voice to say globally, um, and I'm just going to say across the earth, let me put it that way. He doesn't have a voice across the earth, to speak with any authority if he can't even control his own family. I mean, and you're pointing out these people are coming after families, individuals, people. It doesn't matter the the nation state they come from. They're coming after them for money and for power. And I think I've got you all right in that of what you've said. And this comes from your experience of what you've seen across multiple continents and multiple countries. Is that not right? Yep. Yeah. yeah, and uh, I think uh, it's a situation, uh, and uh, preparation must be done by all people uh, to firstly to rebel against the system. Uh, there might be uh, differences, uh, for example, in uh, America and UK and Europe, but I think the system will more or less uh, uh, will stay the same. They'll use the same tactics, so we must learn how our brothers and sisters in our suffering in Africa and how we can become the voice for them. And secondly, by becoming the voice for them, we can protect ourselves here because uh, uh, the plan or the program stays the same everywhere. Well, I agree. And I've got a friend down in South Africa. Um, We kind of work together a little bit, but he has told me, you know, he was in special forces for some time before Mandela came in. And then after Mandela, he said they came in and they stole hundreds of acres of of his farmland. He still has some land there in a house. Uh, He's bought a condo down in Florida, and they're wanting to get a green card to come here to America. And I said, I don't know that you're going to be any more. You're still going to have the same kind of battles here. You're just not going to have your farmland there. Uh, But he's talked about that in South Africa for years. And, of course, they use the the racial apartheid, if you will, and the stealing Mm -hmm. of the quote-unquote whites. I mean, nobody's white. I'm not white. I mean, white Mm. is like... Let me get something here. White is this color, okay? I'm not this color. (laughs) We're all people of color. We're all shaded. We're all made by the same God who has uh, diversity in his creativity. And what they use is they use a skin color against people, and they say, okay, we're going to take this 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 farmland from the people who have a lighter shade of melanin on their skin and give it to the people who have a darker shade, and they pit one another against the most base things. Yeah. Uh, I just wanted to I just wanted to add in. Yeah, I go think ahead. People, uh, I think people are misunderstanding uh, hugely when they think that uh, uh, people uh, farmland has somehow been distributed to the black people in Africa. It's a complete myth. It's part of a globalist agenda 2030, and that is to bring the entire uh, food uh, crop or the land under 
the globalists it's they are not giving it to black people get this uh, get this out of our uh, out of uh, out of our minds completely that somehow there's a distribution of land happening none of that is happening all it is happening so all of this farmland is falling under a globalist platform it is not going to the people the reason the reason we hear this cover story this is a complete cover story that the black people are attacking uh, the white farmlands no it is the globalist they use patsies on the ground who might be black but don't get this uh, wrong the main idea remains is agenda 2030 and that is to completely take over the land and that is to starve not only the white farmers but to kill off uh, the the black africans as well because they know that as long as the farming stays independent and in the hand of people who are capable of farming they can uh, produce food for their people or their land and they will take their responsibility farming is not about um, profit let this uh, everybody understand that you're not going to become a multimillionaire or uh, you know through farming That's farming right. is about uh, about uh, feeding a society and uh, taking a responsibility for your society so there's enough food for everybody and the problem is people who have understood that are in farming for generations and the globalist want to take out the element the element of god the element of faith because by taking out those people and introducing this so called idea of uh, you know distribution of land not a single acre of land has been distributed to black people get this idea and get this message out to everybody look research into what is happening to the farmers in africa it is the same situation the the land is being snatched and people are being killed but they all the land is going under the globalist not to any black people or any africans okay i was basing it off of what i'd heard there because uh, yeah, my yeah. friend he no, came... no, they, they are attacking they are attacking right but what we have to see this is not a racial thing this is not a this is a globalist I, I, yeah i completely agree that at least between the people it's not because, but they are setting it up that way they're, they're setting oh, yeah. it up to divide the people are they not Yeah this is a cover story this is a perfect cover story for example the same cover story a similar cover story they use in uh, uh in Punjab for example so whenever a sikhs are fighting uh for example for the rights of the people because uh, for example i give you the current situation uh we have set up farmers in Punjab Haryana and Rajasthan all the sikh states have set up this supply chain and because we know the people in the poorest parts of india in bihar uttar pradesh madhya pradesh we are talking about you know nearly 400 million people the the government wants to starve them to death and they have set up these supply chains so we can give the food to free and the the uh, the government the fascist government in india are saying these sikhs are uh, these are extremists these are terrorists they have a uh, they have an ex agenda we the our agenda is to make sure the family of god does not uh, you know starve to death under these devil worshipers yeah now somebody's made mention and i was thinking along these lines too and we played a paul harvey I, do, do you get paul have you ever heard of paul harvey over there in the uk 
No. Okay. So Par Harvey was a commentator when I was growing up. Now I'm 52. So he was a commentator and he would have this thing called the rest of the story. And he would often tell this story and you didn't know who it was about and stuff. And then as he got towards the end, you kind of had an idea. We saw it and he would say, you know, he would drop the bomb, the punchline, if you will, about who he was talking about. And he had a, a talk about so God made a farmer and somebody made a mention of that. And I was thinking of the same thing in the chat. And let me, let me play this for you. Since you haven't heard Paul Harvey and we're going to come right up against the end of the show and we'll close that out and Gutra and we'll hold you over for just a little bit. This is Paul Harvey. So God made a farmer. And on the eighth day, God looked down on his planned paradise and said, I need a caretaker. So God made a farmer. God said, I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. I need somebody with arms strong enough to wrestle a calf and yet gentle enough to deliver his own grandchild. Somebody to call hogs, tame cantankerous machinery, come home hungry, have to wait lunch until his wife's done feeding visiting ladies, then tell the ladies to be sure and come back real soon and mean it. So God made a farmer. God said, I need somebody willing to sit up all night with a newborn colt and watch it die and dry his eyes and say, maybe next year. I need somebody who can shape an axe handle from a persimmon sprout, shoe a horse with a hunk of car tire, who can make harness out of hay wire, feed sacks, and shoe scraps, who planting time and harvest season will finish his 40-hour week by Tuesday noon and then pain in from tractor back, put in another 72 hours. So God made a farmer. God had to have somebody willing to ride the ruts at double speed to get the hay in ahead of the rain clouds and yet stop in midfield and race to help when he sees the first smoke from a neighbor's place. So God made a farmer. God said, I need somebody strong enough to clear trees and heave bales, yet gentle enough to yean lambs and wean pigs and tend the pink-combed pullets who will stop his mower for an hour to splint the broken leg of a meadowlark it had to be somebody who'd plow deep and straight and not cut corners. Somebody to seed, weed, feed, breed, and rake, and disc, and plow, and plant, and tie the fleece, and strain the milk, and replenish the self-feeder, and finish a hard week's work with a five-mile drive to church. Somebody who'd bail a family together with the soft, strong bonds of sharing, who would laugh, and then sigh, and then reply with smiling eyes when his son says, that he wants to spend his life doing what dad does. Amen. So God made a farmer. I, you know, Gutrin, you, you probably have never, you said you've never heard of Paul Harvey. What do you think there? We, and we got about uh, 20 seconds before we close off. What do you think about that video there? That was excellent. That, uh, that embodies the spirit of a farmer. Yeah. Uh, Amen. Yeah. Amen. Listen, we we got to close off for the for the radio here. Uh, if there's contact information, we're running out of time here. We'll put that in the archive. And Gutrin, I'll give you a chance to give that out when we when we close out. If you're wanting to continue with us on Red State Talk Radio, jump over to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Look on the right side of the page. Click on the live feed, and we'll carry that. We'll also have this archive this morning. Same title there. Don't miss Bradley, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, and we'll see you at 6 a.m. Lord willing tomorrow with Dr. Lee Merritt. See you. Okay, boy, I get all my breath out to get that in real quickly. Uh, welcome to everybody who's coming over from Red State Talk Radio. Thank you guys for staying on with us who are on the video platforms. Man, we got like 
three or 400 people that are on there right now, uh, Gutrin, and all of them, I have not seen one negative comment about what you're saying. They're agreeing with you that they see the same thing. Uh, some of them, I think, are maybe a little shocked over the extensiveness of what it is, but they're seeing the same thing that's going on. And, um, you know, this idea of the farmer uh, that we just heard from Paul Harvey, Again, I go back to, you know, God's providence that he provides. He has determined it. We we talk about in the Reformed faith of Christianity that nothing happens apart from God's decree, including the globalists being there, including the judgments that come through the hearts of wicked men like these people against, you know, people who aren't doing anything against them. Um, and so God is in control of all this. I don't want people to be scared. I'm not a gloom and doomer person. I think you're of the same spirit in that you're saying, I'm not going to go back and sit on a mountaintop and wait for God to sort everything out. You're one of those kind of mm-hmm. guys who comes out, you blows the, you blow the trumpet to warn the people of what's coming on and you fight against it. And that's what we're about here at the Sons of Liberty. That's why we had you on. And you were out in the midst of those 2 million people and you were with them in solidarity saying, look, there is there is tyranny coming here, and we have to oppose it. We can't just sit back and say, oh, the government has authority to do whatever they want to do. People need to listen to our interview with Michael Peruca on Tuesday, uh, our interview with Jason Gar- Garwood on Monday, where we go to the biblical exposition of how God has distributed authority, where that jurisdiction ends, and that people have to start calling that out because they have a jurisdiction of authority that they have to oppose those who are in, who are violating or usurping their authority to come and uh, be tyrants over them. Hmm. I think uh, at the end of the day, it becomes uh, ends up in responsibility. We have to take our own responsibility. We yes. can't rely yep. on uh, uh, governments because uh, ultimately it is our own responsibility. Uh, to our society uh, that uh, how we want it to be run. Because if you let somebody, uh, if you give your complete power over to somebody, you will only see tyranny. And that is one of the problems we are seeing. We we have become so reliant on the system that system can do whatever. We need to take our power back from the system. And the only way is to become self-aware. We can't just keep on buying down to any nonsense uh, which uh, they keep on throwing our way. Because uh, if we become so remote from responsibility, they can do whatever. And that is what they have used all over the world. And that's what they're using now. The only reason they have been successful uh, in introducing this uh, COVID tyranny is because they have uh, taken so much away from us in terms of responsibility, our family responsibility, our responsibility to our children, our responsibility to our society and our community that the only thing which uh, we rarely uh, majority response to is governments and uh, they well if you get into that situation they can do whatever yeah that's exactly right now i am i am thinking of a passage that uh, uh, of scripture that people often quote in dealing with this and let's take a few minutes here at the end um and kind of kind of bring this home because i don't want to leave people in this you know, hopeless state. Oh, they're going to do all this to us. Okay, let's no, see no, what there, we're going to. There, there, there is hope. I, I just wanted to add. Yeah. There, there is hope. You know, these protests which people are holding all over the world. It yes. is having a major, major effect all over the world. Even the protest in London. I need to give this example too. 
Well, when they came up with the Indian variant and there was so much activism uh, in UK, especially UK because there's connections to India, that the Indian government was so terrified that people have exposed the agenda of starving their own people. They they went on record saying, oh, there is no Indian variant. This, uh, you know, stop mentioning Indian variant because when they were mentioning Indian variant, the activists were going on the street and saying the Indian government is committing genocide. There is no Indian variant. So the Indian government and the globalists to cover up for their crimes in India, they rejected uh, the Indian variant and uh, brought up this uh, this new stupid Delta variant. And uh, what it is, all these um, all these actions which people are taking all over the world, they have a major major positive effect all over the world. Any resistance anywhere helps every single rebel all over the world. Yeah, that's exactly right. Well, what I what I meant by uh, not leaving people in that in the positive thing, and I, I know you believe in that. That's why you're out doing what you're doing. That's why you're coming on the show to speak out about it. But let me give people a little picture because in the United States, you know, it's often quoted First uh, Chronicles seven fourteen. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven. I'll forgive their sin, which is transgression of the laws. What John says. And will heal their land. But I don't think a lot of people, Gutrin, understand even what is the context of that. Let me give people the context real quick, real quickly uh, about what that is. It says in verse 11, Thus Solomon finished the house of the Lord and the king's house, and all that came into Solomon's heart to make in the house of the Lord. And in his own house he prosperously effected. And the Lord appeared to Solomon by night and said unto him, I have heard thy prayer and have chosen this place to myself for a house of sacrifice. If I shut up heaven that there be no rain, or if I command the locusts to devour the land, or if I send pestilence among the people. So he says, if I'm going to send these these things upon these, these judgments, if you will, then if my people will turn to me, and he's talking about his people, the ones who name his name, if they'll repent, if they'll humble themselves, if they'll turn from their wicked ways, if they'll call upon God, if they'll seek him, then he will hear from heaven and he will answer their prayers and he will heal their land. And he says, now mine eyes shall be open, my ears attend to the prayer that is made in this place. For now I have chosen and sanctified this house. And he goes on from there. But the point is, is God is saying, When these comes, even though it may come through the hands of wicked men, the means, if you will, that God uses uh, in this, he said if his people will turn to him and they will stand strong in his commands and they'll humble themselves. And when I say stand strong in his commands, they're turning from their wicked ways. These are the people who name the name of of Christ and name the name of God. If they will turn against it, if they will call upon God, then God will come and he will heal their land. I got to tell you, I see a lot of people doing that. And I see a lot of people sort of pretending that while still clinging to their political idols, thinking some man is going to step forward and he's just going to clean the slate and make everything right and everything good instead of looking towards God. And I think I see, I hear a little bit of that from you as far as what people need to do. They they can't just sit back and let these people destroy food, destroy their lives, take their children, give them injections, do all these kinds of things. That That's pretty much the message that I've heard that you've given here. Yeah, I think uh, I think uh, that's exactly where we need to uh, people to understand is uh, we need to take our own responsibility. Uh, 
And uh, that is a key here. Uh, slavery, historically, is uh, starts off with an idea. And if you reject those ideas, in terms uh, of the current situation all over the world, and I just wanted to, before I go, I wanted to mention Kamala Harris and what her role is before I uh, leave, because people in America really need to understand, because we have a similar sort of situation in UK, uh, with a similar contingent in Priti Patel, uh, Sunak and Alok Sharma, uh, because they want to overthrow the Christian society and implement the caste system. And I will come into it for a second, but I think the main thing which people must understand that slavery and tyranny of any form is an idealistic one. We must understand those ideas and reject them. In terms of what we are facing now, we are facing this onslaught of idea that somehow humanity is parasitical. We have to reject this idea. And this idea that the world is overpopulated, we have to reject these ideas. Only by rejecting these ideas and going out there and explaining to people that God has made enough harvest for all of his children, that he's providing uh, even before birth for all of these creatures, we need to get that message out there. And Amen. we need to people to understand that this all this orchestrated nonsense about uh, shortages is the work of the devil, because otherwise we will struggle. Otherwise we will struggle. We need to get the message out there. We need to be messengers and send the message that this complete is a charade. And uh, if you have more time, I, I just wanted to see if we can have a little word about Kamala Harris as well. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Take off from that. Um, I think what people need to understand in terms of uh, how politics in the West affects uh, all over the place. In terms, I'll give you a terms of example of uh, neoliberalism uh, or uh, the effect of neoliberalism on uh, Africa and especially in our case, because uh, South Asia is our interest in terms of India. So this neoliberalist approach towards India uh, is what's damaging uh, the people of India. All the people are suffering under these liberalist, uh, you know, uh, fanatic policies of the so-called West and the United Nations. Uh, and they are the main cause of uh, suffering. And uh, uh, people are suffering genocide because of these people and their action. And when we talk about Kamala Harris, Kamala Harris is a part of a project, part of a project of bringing through a new age of slavery into the United States. And that is a political idea of the caste system. And caste system is a form of slavery, which is more draconian than the slavery which we saw of the Africans or of the Europeans in the history. A caste system is a slavery which you can't get out of ever. And it is your religious duty uh, under the caste system to stay a slave. Every aspect of your life is controlled under the caste system. What you eat, what you drink, what you do, where you go, how you go, every single aspect of that is controlled through the caste system. And and to question the caste system is blasphemy under this new system. And Kamala Harris is a product of the caste system and her globalist handlers are, are want to implement that political system and overthrow the Christian 
uh, ethos of uh, uh, America and introduced the slavery of the caste system. And people need to understand that slavery will implicate everybody. It won't be limited to one people or the other. It would be to everybody. There would be elite on the top and rest would be seen as vermin. According to the ideology of the caste system, you are we all are not seen as human beings. Only uh, the people on the top or the so-called Aryan supreme race, they are seen as somehow uh, the pure rest are seen as vermin. So people need to realize this is a very, very dangerous individual. And if you do not, uh, if you do not understand what Kamala Harris is and what she wants to do, she is a very dangerous prospect. Her so-called neoliberalism, neoliberalism or what she think or what you think he, she represents is already committing genocide of people of India. Have you heard anything from her? If she can't even speak about the people of her own, uh, her background uh, in her own village are getting forcefully vaccinated, being murdered. Indian military is literally turning up to villages, raping, uh, gang raping women and ster uh, you know, sterilizing them and killing them off. Have you ever heard anything from her regarding that or from her niece or any of her relatives? Because the reality of the situation is she wants to bring the same system to the United, uh, United States. And we have to realize that the show they put on on the screen is a complete fraud. And she is the most dangerous individual in politics yeah. of uh, USA. Yeah, well, there's no doubt she's a Jezebel. You know, I've said she's a whore, and I mean that in the literal sense of the word. We know yeah, that yeah. from her political things, and she's a political whore, too. And I mm -hmm. don't care if she's married and she's got kids. Her kids need to understand what she is, too, because like Jezebel in the Old Testament, she was the same thing. And the prophet called her out, and eventually what we find is her end was she's eaten by dogs in the middle of the streets. And so um, the, 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 you're exactly right, and I could write, I could, I mean, I've written on Obama, I've written on Ted Cruz and Marco Rubio about this idea that uh, none of these guys who ran for president were um, natural-born citizens. Kamala Harris isn't. Her, her parents came here, and they weren't citizens when they had her. She's not a natural-born citizen. She shouldn't even be mm -hmm. occupying the, the office of vice president uh, under the illegitimate president who stole the election, uh, Joe Biden. So you're exactly mm -hmm. right. They don't say anything about that. I mean, this lady can't even get her fanny down to the, to the border to see what's going on down there, uh, much mm -hmm. less speak about these things that you're talking about. But I'll tell you this. I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate your courage to come out and speak and to speak about those things you know firsthand, especially from your family. And uh, I hope we can have you back on. Maybe we maybe we fare the weather here, we go through, or if there's something else that comes on, I hope we can bring you back, Gutrin. Um, that's all the time we got for today. Guys, um, I'll have some... Actually, that, let me let me put this in. Gutrin, is there any anywhere that people can follow you? Do you have a website? You got a Twitter account? Anything like that that... Something that people can uh, find you. By the way, we're, I, Gutrin and I met on Telegram, and I'm seeing Telegram is starting to follow some of the same stuff that the other people yeah. was. I got a thing saying I'm banned from posting in public groups because I contacted yeah. somebody I didn't know. I don't. Yeah. I. I think I. The only people I contact are people for the show, and they usually respond to me, me like you. I think that. I think that'd be me because the thing is. Uh, <laughs> 
the Indian, the Indian government has put so many restrictions on us. Every single, uh, you know, uh, I, I can't even have a phone. This phone I'm using is um, somebody else's phone. So the number of restrictions. Uh, so I'm in UK. I'm based in UK. Because of the work I do, uh, every single aspect of our, you know, uh, communication is restricted, and uh, I can't have a website. I can't have a Facebook. I can't have, a, you know, we're completely shut down. They don't want this message getting out. So people, so I thank uh, the Sons of Liberty uh, for bringing the voice to the voiceless and people to share uh, this platform. And so we can get to the masses. And there is a website which we have set up, which is working to a degree. And that would be a Seeks for Justice. So anybody who wants to get in contact with us, and that would be Seeks for Justice. Uh, that group is, uh, majority of that is based in America anyway. So you can get in contact with them either uh, physically or on the internet. And that would be Seeks for Justice and uh, their various websites. So if you just search in Seeks for Justice uh, on uh, Google, you'll get through to their various websites. Okay. All right, Gutram, we appreciate you, man. I appreciate your candor, too. You've, you've got a lot of knowledge there. You, there's something that comes with experience and going out into the world and seeing what's happening there. You brought that to the people here. We appreciate you very much. Uh, guys, again, Bradley will be on at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, sonsoflibertymedia.com. Tomorrow morning, uh, and Gutran, if you'll hang on, I'll close out the show. It takes a few seconds, and then I'll say goodbye to you on the other side of that. But tomorrow morning, Lord willing, we're going to have Dr. Lee Merritt. She says she's going to drag herself out of bed for us and come on again. She's going to be talking about this vaccine, what she's learned because she was a former military surgeon, what she's learned from her sources within that as to what seems to be setting up a weakening of our military for possible invasion. Now, again, this is... This is what she's thinking, but uh, you guys appreciated Dr. Merritt when she was on the last couple of times we've had her on to speak, and uh, she's going to join us in the morning. So, Lord willing, we're going to see you then. Until then, keep posted here. Join us on SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and we'll see you.